Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. So today we have with us producer, podcaster, one of the stars of, and I'm not just blowing smoke, one of the funniest sitcoms of 2022. Like if you're not watching Grand Crew, like pause right now, go watch it and then come back and listen to, to this interview. We have with us Gracie Mercedes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that wonderful intro. I love it. Well, listen, I I have to say, like, I, I have a kind of a rule where I try not to invite people on the show unless I genuinely like what they, you know, produce, <laughs> right? What, right. What, what they work on. And I right. have to say, Grand Crew has been one of the most refreshing shows. Like, Aww. it's, I, I, I'm a big fan of the, the sitcom Happy Endings. And... Yeah, I, I keep we keep hearing that, and I have never seen Happy Endings, so I should probably watch it. it. It just it gives me that vibe of like everybody's slightly crazy, but in a somewhat realistic <laughs> way. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I yeah. have to say, I love you know specifically your character, you know, uh, Faye is you're like the sanest of the crew. <laughs> Which isn't saying much, right? Right. Um, right you know, it's, right. it's just one of those. Well, I'm also the new one, so yeah. I'm new to the group, so I don't know if I let my crazy out yet. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a beauty to that because you, in in the way you portray her, I have to say, you have like this controlled, like simmering beneath the surface. The crazy's there. Oh, the crazy's there. That's why this group accepted her and welcomed her in. But she's right. she's doling it out. Right or is it just me? Yeah, yeah. I think she's dulling it. I think it was. It, I think like, you know, um, 
when I got the script for, I believe it's the third episode where you find out all these like random fun facts about Faye, yes. I was like, okay, okay, I, okay, I see where we're going here. Um, so it was cool because then it's like he gets to, I get to play and just think like, okay, she's had this extensive past. She's had, you know, she's definitely lived a life before before the crew met her, um, and so that's always fun to to play around with. And. You know, you really, I, I mean, if we go back, you started off as a producer uh, at MTV, right? So yeah. how, how do you make that transition? And, you know, what do they say? Dying is easy, comedy is hard. So, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if I'm being honest, I always loved acting. And, and I think I always secretly wanted to be an actor. But um, when I was younger, you know, I'm the first one to go to college in my family. I'm first generation. I think there was a little bit of that, like first generation guilt that I needed to have like a real quote unquote job, a real job. Um, yeah. I mean, so I thought I was going to go to school for business. Um, I went to NYU. Luckily I did not get into the business school. (laughs) And so they were like, you didn't get into the business school, but you got into the university. So basically pick something else. And so I was like, okay. So I did liberal arts for two years. And in that time I realized like, why would I want to do business? I hate math. I hate money. Like anything that has to do with that world, I do not like, but my parents worked in finance. So I was like, sure. Um, and then I went into, I decided to study for journalism and I thought I wanted to be like a news reporter slash, you know, anchor, broadcaster. So I went to school, I graduated NYU with a broadcast journalism degree. Right away worked at ABC News, realized within like six months that news was not for me and that it's super depressing and really like hard on your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and so I was like, well, I don't think I want to do that. But I had, I had interned at MTV when I was in college. And so I was like, well, let me see if I can go back to MTV and get a job there. And I worked at MTV news first. And then I worked in production, I started as a PA and just worked my way up to producing. Um, but it wasn't until my mid twenties that I decided like, I'm going to go for acting. Like I think being at MTV, being around all these huge celebrities um and these vjs who at the time were like huge celebrities too i was a little jealous i'm like i want to be one of them married (laughs) (laughs) we are no longer together but we are still good friends (laughs) and i'm just starting to tell people that but i can get into that story too because funny enough like the character Faye is just divorced and i'm going through a divorce and that was something that i very much connected to um but yeah, quick going back quickly to the how I became a producer, I just kind of worked my way to that position and then left it <laughs> because I wanted <laughs> to pursue, pursue acting. Um, yeah, it was definitely I was definitely inspired by the people I was working with at MTV um, who were in front of the camera. And so then I moved to LA, and then many years later, I'm here on on this you know NBC sitcom. But it took years of doing a lot of random jobs from, you know, waitressing like everyone does and bartending to, I was a fashion stylist. I was an on-air host. I was a blogger. Um, and then I started writing and acting and now I work full-time as an actress and a writer. Yeah. The, the, as they say, the overnight success story that takes, you know, X amount of years, years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, uh, this, this acting school I go to, they had posted a meme and it said something like, um, overnight success takes 
10 to 15 years of hard work and consistency. And I was like, yes, that's exactly right. Show me the lie. But I, mm -hmm. I just think it's funny when, when you said business administration, I actually started chuckling internally. Um, because again, as a fellow, you know, first generation, you know, Latino in, in the US, you know, we always joke when we speak to, to people who go into the acting profession that when they tell their parents, you know, I'm going to be an actor, it's like, Adita. No, 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 no. You should study like business administration or algo así. So the fact that you literally did give that a shot, it's like, you see, guys, we're not just saying it. This is what, yeah. this is the responsibility. I mean, yeah. I mean, my mom, I will say, my mom, God bless her, she had me very young. You know, she had to like, get her GED and then work her way up as like from a secretary, but she ended up working at Lehman brothers as like wow. a pretty high up executive. Yeah. Like a, you know, executive assistant working with these like big shots and blah, blah, blah. And that's how she met my stepfather. So yeah, I just heard finance. I'm like, sure. That's, that's what I'll do. But I had no idea. I still don't know what my parents do. Like I still have no idea what they do. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a thing, but luckily my mom was very supportive. I remember when I sat down and I was like, so I'm going to quit MTV and move to LA and be an actress. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> Crazy girl, sure. I'll support your dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you also, as I mentioned earlier, you have a podcast. Uh, and uh, the name of it is, is I have to say it properly, right? Like not blank enough. And the blank is in parentheses because the, the whole hook of the show is every episode – you have a guest and you've got some great guests on there. Like, I mean, you've got Michael Trevino, who I didn't even know was was Mexican-American. Latino, yeah. Latino. And, but then you yeah. also have, you know, I'm of a certain age. So you have Mindy Cohn. And I'm like, not Yes. So yes. You know, Malcolm <laughs> Warner. So, so you're, yeah. you're, you're scratching a little bit of, a, of a nostalgia itch for me, too. But, for sure. But, you know, not blank enough. And every every episode, it's, you know, not this enough. Not, you know, not smart enough. Mm -hmm. Not not. Uh, Latino enough, not Dominican enough, not, you know, X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. Where did that whole genesis start for you? Like, like what led you to say, yeah, yeah this is, this is something that I, I need to talk about because yeah, like I said, binged a couple episodes, um, really enjoyed it. You know, you, you, Thank you. you have a gift for hosting. Uh, I will, oh, I will say. <laughs> thank you. Well, I did go to school for broadcast journalism. <laughs> well, you see, there you go. Your degree is being put to use, I guess. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Um, yeah, basically what happened was over, you know, like, like everyone else over quarantine, I started a podcast. Um, but during, it was a combination of a couple of things. During COVID slash Black Lives Matter stuff, I happened to have been writing um, a pitch for a TV show that I will hopefully sell that's loosely based on my life called Black Tina. And it's basically about a woman who, like me, um, is, you know, Dominican, Afro-Latina and has never felt black enough, has never felt Latina enough, definitely doesn't feel white. And so what is she and where does she belong and where does she fit in this life? So, I, we are, you know, we're calling it like an insecure meets sex in the city because she also has like a group of girlfriends who kind of help her through this journey. So because I was writing that, um, while these massive protests are going on around the world, there's just a lot of reflection about like, who am I? What do I feel like I am? Um, where do I fit, fit in this world? Where do I belong? What box do I check? And at that same time, a friend of mine who has a production company, I, I was on the board of his company. He reached out and said, you know, we want to get into podcasting and um, we want to produce a couple of shows. Do you have any ideas for a podcast? And I was like, well, I'm writing this show and I feel like I would love to explore this idea with other people. Right. 
And the coolest thing about it after doing two seasons, we did like 40 something episodes, you know, whether it was an Indian woman, a gay man, a Latino man, a, you know, a trans woman, like no matter who I spoke, a straight white man, no matter who I spoke to, everyone had like that blank, right? And sometimes they had multiple blanks and sometimes they had blanks that no longer exist for them or sometimes they have blanks that still very much exist for them. And so it just felt really cool to talk to all these people and be like, yeah, the end of the day, it doesn't matter where we come from or what we, what we, you know, do in our bedroom. It's like, we are all human and we all have these feelings of insecurities and these, and these, um, things that we grapple with every day. And how beautiful is that? Yeah. We're all just trying to live, (laughs) survive (laughs) and exist, be loved, all the things. Yeah. I mean, what a surprise. We're all human, uh, at the end of the day, the odds, you know, I, exactly. I, I want to ask you because, and I'm, I'm going to get the story all wrong, but it's your story. So hopefully yeah, you, will, yeah. you will jump in and, and help me out here. On uh, one of the episodes, you know, you were speaking about trying to explain to people how, you know, you're Afro-Latina. And they were like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and I think you said like, you know, well, because you have an Afro or is it like, and it just, it, I mean, again, <laughs> I chuckled because I was like, no, 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 no. Nobody can be that like, you know, ignorant. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I think you're about to tell us yes. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, I feel like, listen, I, <laughs> on one hand, I laugh, and on another hand, I'm like, this is America, like, where we are now actively trying not to teach, you know, certain types of history so that we don't expose what we've been. So it's like, this country in particular, and I can only talk about this country because I'm from here, but, you know, we do not teach proper history in school. We leave out a lot of things. And so I can't blame the average person not knowing what Afro-Latina means, right? Um, You don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. Also, it's a term only us Latinos have been using for the last maybe 10 years. I don't even know. I'm not even sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how long. Maybe. and Or at least been using, because I have heard from others that like, um, you know, scholarly it's been used before, but like as far as like everyday people just started using it. and I didn't know I was considered black until I started college. And I was talking to other people and they're like, no, you're black. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm Dominican. And they're like, yeah, but you're black. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> but I've been told my whole life that I'm Dominican. Mm. And I think, I think that's where the disconnect is. But yeah, I did once have someone <laughs> say, does the Afro Latina mean that you have an Afro? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Um, and so... Yeah, people need to learn, but you know, I, I try to gently teach a little mini history course when I when I'm posed with that question. So I, you know, over the course of our we're in our in our fifth season as as you and I are chatting now, we actually just dropped our our first episode of our fifth season of our podcast. Oh, amazing! Um, it's no small feat. Um, yeah, know, we've we again we're two white Cuban Americans, so there's only so much we can talk about from just a ally perspective right like you know we, right. we talk about how we're not a monolith and yes you know afro latinos have to have a voice and they you know that we have to listen to them and, and things of that nature so you know when i have someone like yourself i i, I do want to pose certain questions or, or things because i mm-hmm. i can feel very strongly about you know being an ally mm-hmm. but i'm not experiencing that right. myself right you know right and you you know you just mentioned like growing up you're like well i'm, I'm dominican i'm not black i'm dominican i'm dominican and yeah do you feel that there's some type of disconnect within the latino community that may be changing um uh-huh. that 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you are, quote unquote, black and Latino, you are Latino first. And when people say you're, quote unquote, black, they're talking about, for lack of a better way of putting it, black American. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. not... Not Caribbean, shall we say? Is well, there... I, I, I think there's a dis. I mean, I think there is a difference between African American and Black. So, so obviously, for African American, you're Black, but I also think if you're African Afro Latina, you're Black or right, Afro Latino. Right. Um, and so, I do think there's a difference between race and ethnicity, okay. and there's a difference between you know um, nationality and and ethnicity and race, and so. There's a little bit of that. I also think, you know, if we're being honest, there is extreme colorism and racism in the Latinx community that a lot of times isn't spoken about. Um, There are a lot of things I was told by my fair-skinned grandmother growing up that I'm sure a lot of us darker-skinned Dominicans have been told growing up as far as staying out of the sun and who you should date and things that they don't realize are super racist. Yeah. even though she had children with a very dark Dominican man. Um, and it's just like, so there's a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a huge disconnect. And, you know, at the end of the day, that is white supremacy winning. And that is all that things that we have been programmed. We were colonized and we were taught that Eurocentric beauty is better and that being lighter is better and being white mm-hmm. is better. And so, you know, and the people who are darker skin are not as smart or poor or whatever the case may be. So we grew up all this shit, right? So of course we're going to have these things in our heads and these, I think even when you are a dark skinned um, Latin person, you have those prejudices against other dark skinned people, whether they are black or blacker than you or African American or whatever the case, Haitian, whatever the case may be. Um, With all that, it is frustrating. It's one thing to get the prejudice and ignorance outside of your people it is even worse to get it within within your community and your own people and to feel that that feeling of like oh i'm not latina enough because my hair is curly kinky or i'm not latina enough because my nose is round and not super skinny or you know whatever the case may be or my skin's not fair enough and so that definitely was a thing growing up even though i went to you know my high school was like 95% Dominican and Puerto Ricans. Um, and so, still, yeah. you, you grew up around it. Yeah. Still, yeah. I grew up around it. And still I felt like I wasn't Latina enough. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, Oh, you're the dark one. Oh, you don't really speak Spanish. Like we do. Oh, you don't blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I, yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I can't win. And then to African-American girls, I was like, Oh, you ain't black because you're Dominican and your hair is this. And you're, and I'm just like, okay. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Don't want to take me in, please. Which is probably why I had a lot of white friends growing up too, because this is like the white girls are like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you're not white. We know that. We don't care what not white you are. You're just not white. Just not white. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that it's it's definitely a challenge. I mean, I think now in my older age, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent accepting of, and I think it's beautiful that I can be both black and Latina, and a hundred percent feel. Like I am Latina and I'm Dominican and I'm proud of my culture and my roots and connect to all that. But also like the world sees me as a black woman, you know? Right. I mean, it's just visual, visual is a visual. Like you walk into a room right. and there's going to yeah. be, you know, a, a recognition of certain right. characteristics. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you said, you know, oh, well, I'm not Latina enough for this, you know, because I, I don't, I don't speak Spanish X way or this and that. Mm-hmm. You've touched on that a couple of times in in your podcast, um, you know, yeah. like, um, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost how mm-hmm. like you've reconciled, right? Like what it what it is to to be Latina, or you, or that's your journey, shall we say? Um, yeah, I think it's a journey. I think the Spanish speaking stuff is still something I grapple with because there was a time where I was definitely more fluent or fluent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really speak Spanish ever and so I don't get to use it my mom and I have always spoke English to each other my grandmother who spoke Spanish to me my whole life is 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 passed away so I haven't so I've never I'm not really around it like that and then in LA you know there's not a lot of us Dominicans or Puerto Ricans I, I just started to meet a couple um but most of my girlfriends are are black girls who don't speak we're not Latina, and so they don't speak Spanish. There's <laughs> so, yeah, no one to practice with. There's yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I need someone to practice with. Um, but do you, but 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 does that? I guess my my where I was going with it is more along the mm-hmm. lines of you know, does language make you Latino, Latina? You know, or or is it culture? Right? Because the reality of it is, the further we get away, as you, when you're a first generation, a second generation, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. You you'll understand it. You'll love the food but you may not speak it as well as you'd like or at all for that matter, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I was maybe the last generation that to be, t- I think, I think my generation were mostly taught Spanish. I think my mom didn't teach me Spanish because she came here very young. She was only like five or six. Oh, okay. She, I'm, and I'm, my father was older, but I'm also, I think older than people think I am. And so I'm from a generation where my mom was told, don't teach her Spanish. She can't have an accent. She's not going to do well in school if she speaks Spanish, all this stuff. And so she didn't teach me Spanish. Um, and I don't know if I would have excelled more or less if I did speak Spanish. I wish I was fluent as a child. Um, but I I know that like my mom's cousins, who barely speak English, have two children who don't speak Spanish. So it's just like, you know, I think eventually a lot of kids are not going to speak Spanish, which I think is sad. Um, But I find it funny that it seems to me this is very much a Latin thing because I don't know if I ever met, you know, an Italian American and was like, do you speak Italian? (laughs) You never asked, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I've I've, I've actually, it's funny you bring that example up because that's what I've always said. I'm like, you know, yes, I've been guilty of kind of like, oh, you don't speak Spanish, you know, kind of a little, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. I know your whole family speaks Spanish because I've spoken to all of them, but you right. don't do that with Italians. You don't do that with, you know, Irish. How many Asian people do yeah. you know? Do you know if they speak Mandarin or Korean or like, yeah, they might, but no one's ever like, do you speak that language? Yeah, it's not an expectation <laughs> all of a sudden. No, no. 
So, I, I mean, I don't have the answers, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, Latin, you know, I, think, I think us Latinos are very proud of where we come from. And so I think that's part of it. I think it's like, oh, like, what are you ashamed of being? Like, whatever, you don't speak Spanish. And I was like, no, I, I, I wish. So learning a language as an adult is very hard. <laughs> like, Duolingo is no joke. Like, it's like... No, you know what I mean? Um, and so, and I understand it all. And it's like, if you dropped me in Spain, Mexico, Dominican Republic, I'd be fine. But it's just a matter of like a day-to-day thing. I don't use it very much. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's all good. I mean, I, I, can, I can personally just, you know, recommend, I know she's been on your show, uh, you know, Raisa Licea. Yes, I love Raisa. She is a, a friend of the podcast as well. She's a Miami Cuban girl. So, you know, just hang, yes. around, hang around with her for like a week. I guarantee <laughs> you that that girl will have you like speaking Spanish. You'll be speaking Spanish like like a Hialeah girl from Miami. But <laughs> but but you'll, you'll you'll be speaking it like that. It's I mean, when I talk to her, I instantly get into like this Latina accent that I have. <laughs> my like New York Latina accent comes out. I'm like, wait, why am I speaking like this? Okay. Like, oh, because I'm speaking to her. I need to be a <laughs> on that wall because between the the new york latin accent and the miami accent like it's it's like a verbal like you know weather storm happening there yeah like, it would be a lot <laughs> so you know going back to to grand grand crew mm-hmm. i mean i gotta say it's it's not like anything quote unquote that's on tv right now um mm-hmm. you know where it wears its 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 blackness on its sleeve and yet at the same time it's not the, the 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 focus, shall we say? I don't know if I'm saying that mm-hmm. properly. Where it's it's a show about black people just living their life, and it's yeah. something that I've always said, like with Latinos, where it's like, yes, I want more Latino shows, but I don't want Latino shows where everybody shows up every day and it's just like, today, hi there, I am a Latino person, and we're gonna go do Latino things, and it's like, no, like, I am know. so with that and with you on that, and I talk about this all the time like I think it's important to tell our specific stories but I think it's important to just be able to have a cast full of Latinos or a cast full of black people and and it not being about them being Latino or black or Asian or anything else um and this show is definitely that and it's funny because you know we we did a bunch of press and we're still doing press for the show and (laughs) that's always the question and it's like do you think if this was a show with all an all-white cast they would be like so how is this a white nope. show? <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. And it's like, they yeah. would not. And so it's, it's just interesting that when it is an all black cast, everyone wants to pigeonhole it as being a black show. And it's not a black show. It's a comedy right. with an all black cast. And That's it's perfect. very funny. And it's about friendship and loves and relationships and dating and LA and, and wine and this and that and the other. And we just happen to all be black. Um, and so there are definitely, I think, Phil, our, our creator, is such a genius, and he's so funny. And I think what he does so well is that every episode has some kind of issue that may touch upon, yeah. you know, something that is relevant in the black community. Like, we had an episode about therapy, and we had, had just had an episode about, like, you know, um, black fathers. And, like, so it's like we are touching on things, but it's not, like, hitting you over the head with it. It's not preachy in any way. Right. It's not something that you can't relate to if you're not black. Um, so it, that's what I think is so special about the show. Um, and it's cool because there's, there's definitely, you know, I do the live tweeting every Tuesday when we air for the East coast and the West coast and seeing, and seeing what people are saying is really fun. Um, and there are a lot of black shows on Tuesday nights right now, or a lot of shows with black leads on Tuesday nights. So 
So they call it Black Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> because we have like Ab- Abbott Elementary, we have Grand Crew, we have this show called Queens, we have there's literally all these shows. Like Naomi's on the CW at that Naomi, time. Like, yeah, yeah, Naomi's yeah, right. also wow, on Tuesday yeah. night. Like there's all these shows on Tuesday night. And to hear what people are saying is pretty funny. Um, but what I'm starting to see more and more of, which is great, is that like, you know, Abbott Abbott Elementary has been such a huge hit it's and getting hilarious. like crazy ratings and like um, which is great. It's hilarious and funny. People are now being like, guys, if you like Abbott, you have to, you have to watch Grand Crew, like watch Grand Crew. Like this is, and so now, and like, there's a lot of like Abbott elementary and Grand Crew are my favorite shows and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh yes, please. Like let people <laughs> discover the show. Um, because I do think it's a great show. And I think this season gets better and better with each episode. And, and if hopefully we get to make a second season, I think it's I, just gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm spreading the Grand Crew gospel whenever i can I, again, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it because you're on you know you're on video right. in front of my face right, like, right, no, right, right, right. it is just that funny i mean even something as simple as quite frankly the introduction of your character you know your mm. character's introduction would lead everyone to believe and again it still could go this way that you were going to be you know the love interest for echo's character right like you were going yeah. to be the love interest the love interest and it ends with like you know, you could hear the, the record scratch, right? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you're not. You're mm-hmm. there to be, you know, uh, Nicole Byers' nope. character's best friend. Like, it's yeah. And and it's like, even just at that, like, there, you guys are just like, nope. What's the trope? All right, so now we're gonna do this instead. Okay, what's that trope? Now we're yeah. gonna go zig instead of zag. Like, it's yeah. Again, I, I I can't say enough fantastic things about about the show. Thank like, you. you, yeah. you the, the whole cast is is, is phenomenal. It is a it is a magical cast. I feel so lucky to be a part of this cast. Everyone's so funny and talented. It, it's like, oh man, I want to go back to work so bad. <laughs> we all want to go back to work so bad. We all hang out all the time. We're just like, can we play together again? Because that was so fun. Yeah. Okay. So now that you told me this, like now if I'm ever out and about in LA and I just see like all of you, I will think that the TV shows come to life. You realize this, right? I'm going. For- oh, we're out, we're out together all the time, and we're usually at a wine bar. Okay. <laughs> Um, usually at a wine bar that the show is kind of based on anyway. So, so yeah, we, you know, we rarely are all six of us, but there's always some combination of between like three to five of us, you know, right. <laughs> you know, um, Somebody's but, always yeah, busy, it, you know, someone's <laughs> always busy or out of town or whatever. Um, but yeah, like we, we truly are, you know, great friends now outside of the show as well. Some people were already friends before the show, um, through improv and stuff. And then, uh, you know, now we all get to play together. Wow, and you were dropped into a cast that has people who are good at improv. No pressure. I know. No pressure. Well, luckily, I used to do improv. I actually knew Echo. Echo Kellum's the only person from the cast that I knew beforehand because we both did improv together at iOS. But that, for me, that was like 10 years ago. Like, I haven't done it in a bazillion years. But I'll tell you what, that stuff doesn't leave you. And my chemistry read was with Nicole, and I had to improvise with Nicole freaking Byer. (laughs) So... Wow! Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> bring that, bring that um, energy, if nothing else. Cause... Yeah, you know what I mean. But it was so fun, and luckily, you know, it all worked out. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I gotta say, I actually was in a couple years ago. I was in Vancouver, and Echo was literally on the street, about to walk into a shoe store, and I was like, because he was on Arrow at the time. I'm a huge yeah. comic book nerd, and I was like. Hey, are you are you Echo? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, big fan. And I was like, this guy's just like, I just needed socks. You know, like in my mind, I'm thinking he's like, I was literally just going into a shoe store. This random crazy person in the middle of you know oh, summer. I'm in sure Vancouver. he loved it. But um, you I'm know, sure he loved it. But but those are things that for me carries over because that means that he was a nice guy. I will you know 
I will speak highly of him just as highly as I speak of you after this interview. And, <laughs> thank you. Know, you. I, I, again, Gracie, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're, you're a busy lady. And guys, again, NBC. You know what? I'm not going to say Tuesdays, but it's on NBC and it's on Hulu. Okay. So there's no excuse. Mm -hmm. And it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. And you know what? It's probably on somebody's like, you know, jacked up, you know, stolen. (laughs) Well, it's also like on, it's also like on Comcast. And then like a friend of mine, he's been watching on like, I guess there's an NBC app where you can watch live like at Tuesday night, like on your Apple TV. I was like, there is. So there's apparently a million ways to watch the show. So please watch it. So here's what I'm just going to say. No excusa. Okay. You have no reason <laughs> not to watch Grand Crew and watch what is literally one of the funniest shows of this year with, you know, Thank with you. Gracie Mercedes, as well as, you know, the rest of the cast. And if you want to hear a really great podcast when you're done listening to ours, um, you know, <laughs> check out, you know, not blank enough. It's, it, it's just Anytime you can have sit down and have conversations with people is something that I just enjoy listening to. And yeah. that's part of the reason we do this show is just, you know, to, to, to you know, get get people chatting. Yeah. And now, you know, Michael Trevino is Mexican. <laughs> I know. It's like I watched like 45 seasons of Vampire Diaries and I had no clue. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Gracie, thank you again and have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you. You too. All right, Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.